Hello and welcome to another edition of Hollywood RX with doctors Adam Dooley and Gregor Meyer. Good day, sir. Now, Adam Dooley, you have been an extremely <laughs> productive movie viewer. I've been a busy fellow. Yes, and uh, you've managed to see a couple of movies that I have no desire to see, <laughs> but I want to you hear all about bring them. Bring yourself to go to. Yes. So, so this is a this is a booster edition. This is a booster edition, and it's sort of an end of a ye- end of the year type thing for us. Mm, yeah. Okay. Cool. Um. So yeah, uh, which one would you like to hear about first? What- I believe that you have seen thus far. You have seen Mockingjay Part Two and Creed. I have yes, among some others. Neither of which I intend to see, <laughs> making them perfect okay. for me to spot opportunities. For you. Yes. All right. Well, um. Here's yes. my first question about Please. Mockingjay. Yes. Now, correct me if I'm wrong. This is the fourth <laughs> film in the trilogy. <laughs> yes, it is. Okay. Uh, Warner Brothers, I believe it was Warner Brothers, set with the Harry Potter films a dangerous and ugly precedent when they took seven books and turned them into eight movies. The last book in the series was two parts. The, the Gallows, I think. The, I don't remember the, the Harry Potter last couple the... having a part one, part two uh, it started there. with Harry Potter, as far as I know, and then it did it with Twilight. Twilight was the Twilight first, was was one I remember. Five. I mean, I, yeah. I think Twilight is still going on. I think it's, I don't know. <laughs> it's up there with... Uh, uh, with with the James Bond franchise. Yeah, exactly. They were just, yeah. <laughs> they change actors. Yes, yeah. I think it's Deathly Hallows uh, for what's-his-name, the, the boy wizard. Anyway, so, yes. Okay. Th- there was an additional movie. Okay, the fourth film in the trilogy, that yes, third that, installment was so... Yes. So powerful and so jam-packed yeah. that they found it necessary to break it into two. Now, so I will tell, say, in all fairness, all mm-hmm. um, I didn't see part one of Mockingjay. <laughs> ah, okay. <laughs> Excellent. I, myself, this is a movie that I myself would not have attended under normal circumstances, but... Uh, circumstances being what they were, that my kids were picking the movie, um, we went oh, to see. Oh sure, blame so, it on the kids. Uh, and I think even they hadn't seen part one. Although I think everyone I was with then had read why, the books. Then why were they anxious know. to see part two? Okay, yeah, who can who can explain anything? <laughs> In any case, so I saw the first um, uh, Hunger Games. I saw the Hunger Games itself, and As then did I didn't I. see anything else until the very last one. So I I'm. Uh, rudimentally familiar with the characters. I am not familiar with the journey as such of these, the arc that goes through the entire opus. Yeah. Uh, nor do I give a shit. Um, so I thought that it was, it was pretty terrible. Uh, as a, f- I mean, like the first Hunger Games film kind of stands alone as a film. Yeah. It has all the parts to it. And, and so it's not fair to like, to jump in at the very final installment and say it doesn't have everything it needs necessarily, but it can't stand alone, certainly, because it's already a part two of something. Well, I'm gathering that when you're saying that it was pretty terrible, you don't mean that because you were confused about the no, story. not really, yeah, not really. Okay. I mean, yes, they're rebelling, and he's the bad guy, you know, President Snow, what's his name, Sutherland, uh, Old Man Sutherland. Old Man Sutherland. <laughs> well, the thing that makes me nuts is that my kids see these people and they go, oh, that's Donald Sutherland from the from the Hunger Games series. I'm like, no, that's not what Donald Sutherland is from. He's, uh, 
He's Clute, and he's, you know, yeah, right. he's like all these amazing <laughs> he's things. He's the original Hawkeye. What's that one? Yeah, exactly. Mash. What's that one where Telly Savalas and a bunch of other people are going behind uh, enemy, they're behind enemy lines, they're going to rob a bank, Kelly's Heroes. I think it's Kelly's yeah. Heroes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's in that. He, he's the tank That's operator. Right. He's fantastic in that. Um, so I, I, I out, but, uh, but what I, well, here's what I say for them is, First, before they ever see him as that guy, as uh, President Snow, they go, I go, that's Jack Bauer's dad. That's Jack Bauer's ah, dad. Yeah, so I gotta, sure. I gotta anchor them in something else. Right. And know? then they say, Who, who's Jack Bauer? No, 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 because okay. I did show them. There's, there was a, just a fantastic uh, sequence in 24 where he puts on. We play some of these Call of Duty games, my sons and I. Um, and you're drawing a blank, but basically war games doesn't matter. Video games, war games, and uh, there's a something I think is called. Uh, I'm gonna get it wrong. I'm not even gonna say what I think it's called. But it's a character that is so covered in armor, they move very slowly, but it's sort of impenetrable, and they carry a, a like a very heavy caliber uh, uh, weapon, and so they're just your heart freezes when you see them in the game. And there was a sequence on 24 where Jack Bauer was. In one of these, you know, full body armors, think like uh, Hurt Locker, that kind okay. of, that yeah, kind yeah, of yeah, a look, yeah. you know, the Michelin tire man, and just sort of marching along on the roofs of across a line of cars at a guy, and it was just a fantastic. So I brought them in to see it because I knew they would relate it to the video game and get excited. Okay, I was trying to get them sucked into the whole twenty four thing. It just more. didn't. Yeah. But uh, uh, Kiefer Sutherland is uh, is certainly. Uh, not Donaldson, but he's he's carved out a a niche for himself. Um, I, if I may interject, yes, though, with a little piece of history, I yes. I can't help but want oh, to bring please. this up. So Kiefer Sutherland does this movie called Flatliners. Do you remember this? I do. Uh, okay. Wait, what's her name? With the pretty woman is in it. Yeah, Julie Roberts. Julie Roberts, among others. Joel Schumacher directed. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So <clears throat> there's a scene. There, there, there's a recurring subplot in the movie where Kiefer, Kiefer Sutherland's character is being tormented by the <clears throat> the uh, what would you call it the, 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 the spirit the, the vision of a child that he bullied okay. way back when when okay. he was a child sort of haunted by his own yes bully. exactly and Life is a bully. <clears throat> there's this there's this fantastic little sequence where the the kid is wearing a red sweatshirt and Kiefer Sutherland's sleeping in the car and he looks in the mirror and we see the hood go by and he looks in the right. other mirror and the hood goes by yeah. and what's amazing about this for anyone who goes back that far in movies right. Donald Sutherland did a movie in the early 70s called Don't Look Now Yes. the whole thing in that movie is him searching after and tracking down of red hooded figure oh, wow and i just thought you know that was just great that that i should to give it that little extra something yeah, in flat i shouldn't liners, wonder it was like, that uh that uh schumacher was, was hip aware of that oh yeah absolutely said, oh, let's do this yeah absolutely like a whole insider <laughs> thing well anyway so i was i'm sort of trashing it but let me just say that you know jennifer lawrence does a fine job none of the performances are are terrible. They are exactly what they're supposed to be. Serviceable. It's just serviceable, and it's to me, it's ultimately just a lot of sort of nonsense, sort of pseudo whatever. I'm not a young adult anymore, but I w was and kind of am sort of very interested in young adult fiction and stories and stuff like that. So just because it's 
that doesn't turn me off. Just because I'm not a 13-year-old girl is not why I'm going, uh, whatever. But um, <clears throat> it's just sort of, uh, it's kind of like just half hearted type stuff you know it, it it seems to me that jennifer lawrence is in a very tough position because she when she did the first movie she was still breaking out yeah yeah and since that first movie she's done n- incredible non-hunger games work so right. now to return back to hunger games in this character she's doing and this, this really fantastic movie, like, adult work and i'm sure she's much happier the joy is coming out right now than that this is coming out. Right, yeah, I'm sure she was done with Hunger Games mentally a long time ago. Checked out, other than I'm sure that they made lots of friends and and so on and so forth. And checks, I'm sure the checks checks is, you know. Yes, hammering checks, although she was bitter in the press about, uh, if I remember, she was just sort of, I don't want to miss it. Oh, because she didn't crack the 20 million mark? Well, because it it had something to do with her pay pay relative to other people in the the film, and I I don't know enough about it to be disrespectful enough to say anything more than that just that it she said something in an interview that caused a stir uh josh hutcherson is a serviceable young actor he doesn't really uh light things up for me i think he was in bridge to sarah bithida is that what it was called do you know what i'm talking about wasn't it like a one of the narnia movies or something <laughs> no, no not exactly but i feel terrible that i'm not even possibly getting the name of that other movie right but um, it was based on a on a beloved young adult book that had a traveling to another world type of an element. Okay, but it wasn't it wasn't specifically Narnia. I'm glad he was able it's, to draw upon that experience. Right. He also did that remake of Red Dawn. I mean, he's been around forever. He's <laughs> the the remake Island. of Red Dawn. Oh man. Uh, I'm trying to think of what that. Well, yeah, it's a bridge oh, to Terabithia. Yeah. yeah. Oh, and, and Zuthura, which was terrific. Did you see this Zuthura? I saw it with my kids when they were quite young. I guess they would have been uh, 10 and 8 or something. Isn't that, the, isn't that the, like the, the kids' yeah, space kids thing Absolutely. from the, the, the... It was a cable show, right? No, no, the no, Disney no. Channel or something? Uh, I don't think so. Yeah. It was a book. I don't know if it was ever a TV, a TV thing. All right. But it was... Um, what's his name from Swingers? Uh, Josh, John Favreau uh, directed <coughs> Zuthura. Hmm. Um, and it's brothers, and it's like Dax Shepard or something. Um, it's like the older brother. And basically the house goes floating off into space is essentially the real Oh, yeah, okay. But, they, but, uh, but Favreau insisted that they use... Um, A real house practical, in real no, no, space. Practical uh, effects. effects. So the creatures and the things are puppets, and it's you know done in oh, the old cool. school way. And, and my kids were flat out terrified by it and almost wanted to leave and then they stuck it out to the end and they were so excited that they had stayed all the way through and it was a very it was a intense like father-son's bonding to see that film so Hmm. i have a soft spot in my heart for him as an actor but i don't think he has i don't know much of a range or he just doesn't really he he, uh, maybe i don't like him because i'm not a 13 year old girl but um, God bless him. All love to him. Uh, Liam Hemsworth, the lesser, <laughs> one of the lesser Hemsworth brothers, is in this. So there's there's a love triangle between them. Oh, it's heartbreaking how that love triangle. Well, they set goes. it up in the first one. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm they glad they dragged it, it out. Dragged it to out number all the four. Way to the end. Yeah. Um, I mean, number three, part two. <laughs> and you know what? This the, I guess you know with with Harry Potter, they really set a precedent with bringing in you know people like Donald Sutherland, uh, Julie uh, Julianne Moore is in this. Uh, 
uh, I'm trying to think of who else, like, well, Woody Harrelson, Donald, uh, I said Donald Sullivan, but all these sort of big names in these kind of supporting parts. And so it, it gives it a whole lot of spectacle and a whole lot of weight that it might not otherwise. And sometimes it's somewhat epic. Too much, too much weight. Yeah. I found it really hard and forgotten and was surprised by the presence of Philip Seymour Hoffman. This was the last film he made. That's right. And, yeah. you know, there's nothing to it, really. He has a bunch of scenes with Julianne Moore. But just, so, knowing, just seeing him uh, Yeah, there. just seeing him just sort of pulled me out of it, and it kind of, uh, I kind of lost it a little bit for that. And even Jeffrey Wright is in it from the Bond films. Yeah. yeah. What was he playing? Like Felix Leiter. Felix Leiter. So... Uh, and I, he didn't seem to have a lot to do either, but I like him a lot, so I like seeing him there. So did, did he also not smile like he does <laughs> yes, in the John like these are the Bond movies? Yeah. Okay. And in some ways, it's kind of like a curtain call. So I think they brought back a bunch of characters from the Force and just put them in in a scene right. just to have them. right, right, just to to get so, the yeah like the marquee you know, value. Stan, yes. of, well, that, Stanley yeah. Tucci didn't do anything. Could, his character could easily have not have been. In, I'm so in glad they found a way to get. Tooch back in. <laughs> yes. Oh, speaking of which, I was watching a piece of uh, The Devil Wears Prada. More, a, more, a longer <laughs> piece of it than I'm proud of. I'd seen it in the theaters, but... <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah, that's something to not be proud of. But he's in that. Did you ever see it? Fuck no. Okay. <laughs> Fucker. No, uh, I'm sorry. No, I'm a straight man. I don't Well, he's in it. He pretty. plays a, 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 a gay fella in it. Um, Tooch? Yes. Okay. He does a fantastic, uh, I don't know where he is in the fashion world, but somewhere in the fashion world, but he does this, a really solid, really, because um, he's not just going to come in and kind of, you know, flounce around. You, He's got other gears going on as an actor under there, so he, what would otherwise be probably kind of a nothing part, he enriches it uh, quite a bit. So, forgive me if you if you said yeah. this a minute ago and I forgot it. That's but all right. Did you like the first Hunger Games? It was I, just okay. I liked it, was... it well enough. Yeah, okay. I, I enjoyed it as sort of popcorn. It was just as much of a soap opera as I needed, and I didn't need more. Even though I understood at the end of it that the story wasn't really that there was more of a story that could be told because you you sort of solve her issues with the first with the Hunger Games that she and Josh are involved in, but clearly it's a setup for lots of other stuff because now she's bringing down. The government, yeah, yeah, right? yeah, yeah. It's gonna, it's gonna get, you got, clearly you have this terribly corrupt government, and so on and so forth. So, really, at the end of the day, uh, and all of those individual performances are kind of fine, even if they're just caricatures and weird. But, um, uh, but there's just, just a lot of the action was just not really believable. And, like, you know, the characters make choices, and you'd go, well, I just couldn't sort out why that would have been the thing to do or not to do. and um, there's a point at which they know they're going through a city and everything is booby-trapped, and but they have a thing that can show them where some of the booby traps are, are but not all of the booby traps. Yeah. I'm like, why have a thing at all? If yeah, you exactly, yeah. If they're going to build in a trust cheap. it, right. Yeah. And so, you know, they step into an area, and then, like, the guns burst out of a wall and start firing, you know, bullets in all, every direction, and they dive for cover, and then it fires for two minutes or whatever, and you see all the things, you know, being affected by the bullets. And then the the guns stop going, and then the guy walks back out like into the dead center of the the basically the death alley. Yeah. And to me, isn't that the point where you put a hat on the end of a stick, and just make sure that they're not waiting to see movement again? 
it it just seemed like an incredibly stupid way. To, well, I know they're done. How do you know they're done? There are <laughs> because they stopped everywhere. Yeah, right. right yeah. So just that kind of stuff. I'm like, that just doesn't make sense to me. So there was a bunch of little things like that, and then the, you know characters who are dying that are supposed to be important that I don't really <laughs> know who they are, but. But I can tell them. But you can tell from the music. Yes, it and, must the, have been. and the weeping of my seventeen-year-old son. <laughs> um, uh, so I don't have much more about that, other than uh, to say, God bless all of them, and I'm I'm more interested to see what any single one of them is doing next than I am in what they were doing here. Um, yeah, I would have to agree, <laughs> even without having seen it. I'm also very interested in your son's reaction to you outing him for crying at the Hunger <laughs> no, Games. No, no, well, <laughs> I will. Publicly. That will okay. wait to be seen. Uh-huh. That will have to wait to be seen. Uh, so, and then, yeah, then I also saw Creed. That was another one of the ones you had an interest in, right? Not, yes, uh, also a sequel. Yes, it is. It is. And uh, also the umpteenth installment. <laughs> to just the sixth, you right. know, let's. That's true. In all fairness, um, I have to say, also saw this with my kids during the same few day period. I think, and I much preferred now, this. Creed. Yes. Now, now, who did you? What 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 kind of relationship did you have to establish for them to know who Sylvester Stallone was? Well. <laughs> Uh, they, uh, that's a good question. That statue in Philadelphia. That's him. Right. Yeah. No, I think, I think they just know him. I think you can't. Not know him? I don't think you can not know him. Because you'll see commercials and he's in so many movies. He's in so many trailers. Yeah, but what's he been in lately? Oh, the, the Expendables? That shit? Yes, they would know him from those billboards and so on and so forth. Okay. I can't say exactly, but, um... It's not like if they went, oh, Sylvester Stallone is that guy from The Expendables. I'd say, now, wait a second. That's not who he is. Okay. I wouldn't do that and jump back and have you to go You not know him for that. <laughs> right. Um, Perfectly fine. So, um, But now this has gotten very good reviews. I, and I think, uh, I think it's, it's fair. I think it's fair. Okay. Um, uh, Stallone himself back as Rocky Balboa. Uh, does a graceful, as graceful and understated a performance as he's capable of giving, uh, rivaling his original portrayal of Rocky. Now refresh my memory. Have you had you seen two through five? I have. I have seen all. I've seen all of them. I saw Rocky Balboa, which was the predecessor to this. Oh, that's right. This yeah. is number seven. Yeah, he was like, you know, that was going to be the swan song. They basically finished the Rocky story with Rocky the, Balboa. Of the character. Of the character. And right. they came to him with this, and he's like, no, I, uh, it's done. We did it already. It's over. And, uh, they and he wrote back. this? or he didn't. That's why it's oh. good. That's why I went. <laughs> okay. <laughs> because the level of his input stopped at producer rather than director and writer. He gets uh, characters created by credit, but... Right. Uh, yeah, exactly. But huh. he didn't write it. And so that made it very interesting is that somebody went back. In some ways, it's like James Cameron doing Alien 2. Or Aliens. As it's aliens, sorry. Known. Yes, as, as, as known throughout the rest as, of as, as the world, world calls yeah. it. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> you fucker! <laughs> oh, shit. Uh, uh, all right, I'm going to list Alien 2 in the, in the thing when I write it down. Okay. So, Anyway, uh, listen to them both. When you go, <laughs> I will just cover your bases. I'm gonna call. Just I'm gonna put aliens parenthetically. Oh, right. Yeah, the lesser. 
AKA also known as the real title. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Um, um, when you look at when you look at the script for Aliens, and then at least this was my recollection back then, if you took the original Alien script mm-hmm. and you took the Terminator script, you can see where the aliens comes from. You can like there's so many structural things that are the same. Hmm. Uh, it's it's just interesting. Like even like okay, then you're gonna have this alarm going off over and over and over, and just different sort of hmm. uh, touchstones in all of those different things. I just found it fascinating. And in a similar way, um, the writer here, which who I believe is also the director, Ryan Coogler. Um, there are other writers listed on it, but he was the, I think, the main guy. Um, went back and I think took that first Rocky as gospel sort of. Not flat out structure, but just like tonally, because as it went on, it became much more of a circus, almost like the Tim Burton uh, Batman movies that that morphed into to what's his name Schumacher. Schumacher, and... exactly, and it became much more uh, fancy um, and sort of cartoony and outrageous. And how? So, so he sort of went back to those original, probably the first two movies, really, because because right. the it's that Creed's and. Follows, uh, plays more in that second movie. And um, so tonally, it just feels more like that. It's not quite as sort of gritty, but that was the 70s anyway. We don't, you don't get that kind of feel anymore. Well, no. Unless you're like in a super independent type area. And, right, and you're, and you're going for that style right, intentionally. Right, like there's something. Is it? Darn it, darn it, darn it. There's something we're watching lately. Oh, the Fargo. You haven't seen any of the Fargo. The series, no. The second, the second season is set in the seventies, and they and it's shot an awful lot to me anyway in a very seventies kind of feel. Oh, very cool. Um, okay. And there's a certain amount of sort of split screen going on that, generally speaking, you go, you don't, oh, yeah, because you don't see but that you anymore. You saw it then, yeah. and so it's it's been interesting. Uh, in oh, that very way. cool. Um, I I highly recommend that second season. As well as the first one, for each for its own different uh, reasons. Um, <clears throat> so, I just thought he did an interesting thing as far as the tone is concerned. Plot wise, I, I don't feel like it's as like uh, uh, um, it's basically okay. You're gonna have a thing, and then he's gonna want to get trained, and then he's gonna have to get the trainer, and then the trainer, and then you have training sequences, and then there's gonna be fights, and some of that stuff just sort of it's the, a little bit the formula yeah, is kind of there. But they don't have a kid who's coming up from nothing. They have this kid who, um, and this spoiler alert, it's not gonna make a difference. You don't care. Um, he's the illegitimate son of Apollo of Creed. Creed. And he grew up in foster homes and in these situations that were very rough. And when he was probably looks like he's about 12 or so and just, you know, he's getting in the box. They're putting him in the box, you know, like uh, Cool Hand Luke. Luke. Yeah, yeah, okay. right. So, well, uh, what we have here is a fan and a new kid. So um, Creed's uh, widow steps in and adopts him and takes responsibility for oh, raising him. Okay. Well, she's filthy rich. So he's this kid now who comes from originally really, really dirt, poor, abandonment kind of a scenario. But then the next, you know, 10 years of his life, 12 years of his life, just... Silver platter. Silver platter. So it's not this sort of underdog in that sense, but he is very torn about where who he comes from. His father died before he was even born. And so it's his struggle with 
his own identity and accepting how he's going to come or not come to accept himself hmm. and, and where he, who he is and where he comes from. Is he more motivated by cementing this uh, connection to his biological dad or is he looking to become a professional boxer? Well, I think in his head he's looking to become a professional boxer and he's not sort of seeing symbolically what it all means. Okay. Uh, um, because if anything, he hit his name in the movie is Adonis Johnson. He doesn't go by the last name Creed. Does he at the end? Does I'm he not take tell his day? Oh. Look, the movie's called Creed, so oh, I don't want well, to do that. Well, yeah. <laughs> but in any case, the idea is that he doesn't like it when you compare him to his dad. I'm my own man. I'm my right, own person. Right. So on and so forth. He's very rejecting of his legacy, but that, that rejection is getting in his way as a person whether it's in the ring or wherever. And uh, so that's some pretty sophisticated kind of emotional terrain for a boxing movie. Well, I would I would I would I would agree with you, but I would also recommend revisiting yes. Rocky 5. <laughs> okay. <laughs> with the, Rago? I the, can't remember who was in what Rocky No, five that was, was. Rocky 4. Oh, no, sorry. no, no, no. <laughs> no, 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 Rocky Five, and it's the Shakespearean highs and lows of The Rock oh. getting pulled out of retirement one last oh, time okay. Okay. as he's, as he's Going molding okay. this younger... Not to be mistaken uh, for Grudge Match, with Sylvester Stallone and Robert De Niro. Playing no. two guys who come out of retirement. Nor to be confused yes. with Over the Top. <laughs> Okay, I won't confuse it with that either. Um, with, with the unfortunately now yes now uh, deceased now, now, uh, no longer with us. What was his first name? It's terrible. We're gonna have to remember his first Shit. name. It's Is wrong. Kyle? If we don't. No, that's Kyle Eastwood. Uh, yes, we'll come back to that, but. What the fuck? I yeah, want to say Stephen, but I know. No, this is going to drive me crazy now. What's the kid's name? Uh, okay, uh, as people are shouting it at their at their uh, listening devices. Uh, the name of Sylvester Stallone's son, late son, was Chris? No. No. I'm not going to remember. You what? got it. Frank Stallone. No, that's his brother. I know. I know. <laughs> I know. Okay. I'm just I'm bringing up the old Norm MacDonald joke. That's fine. Joke. No, no right, that's fine. Right. Uh, How is Sly in this one? Anyway. He's great. Yeah? He's, he's, well, he's like I said, it's as graceful a performance as he's capable of giving. Me, meaning that I don't think he's a tremendous actor. I think that he got a lot of attention for doing cartoony type acting. And that's what he stayed with. It's safe and so on and so forth. And so he does some stuff that's real here. And I feel like in the original Rocky, when he was young and maybe had a little more courage, he, he was a little more real. He was also very real in Copland. I don't know if you ever yes. saw that movie. Oh my God, that's fantastic, that movie. And he is excellent. He is fantastic in that. Yeah. that. And even even Janine Garofalo is amazing in that movie. <laughs> well, that must be, what's his name? I mean, the director-writer. Uh, yeah, whoever it was. Uh, Mangold? No. Who directed? M- like that, though. Mangold. Isn't it? I don't know. That's a fucking great movie. It is. And he's great in it. And what I don't understand is you see him in that. He sees himself in that. Why can't you fucking bootstrap it and do something decent? I have to think he just wasn't offered anything else afterwards, which wouldn't but make why? sense. Because you would watch that and think, wow, this son of a bitch can really act. Yes. And 
Yeah, I, I don't know. Unless he had such a special relationship with the uh, director and writer whose name we can't think of. We're so bad at this. Oh, man, I know. Uh, what are we, like, experts? <laughs> uh, I love oh, no, that you... movie. I got I to gotta get my kids to watch that movie. Anybody I can think of. Um, there it is. There it is. <laughs> Daylight. 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 All right. Uh, it's, yeah. James Mangles. Mangles. You got it. There you go. Shootsy scores. Hard. Thank you. Um, now, I'm curious. So yeah, I mean, he was in there with a fucking Harvey Keitel. Toe-to-toe with Harvey Keitel. Yeah. He's... And, he, and De Niro is in that one, too. I forgot that De Niro was yeah, in that Yeah, that's where they know each other. So... I mean, he he fucking he wasn't holding his own. He was in. He the owned the movie. I think he it, did absolutely. Yeah. And Ray Liotta's just phoning in his Ray Liotta thing. God bless you, Ray. But did you know that he was in the running for uh, Tony Soprano? Ray Liotta. Ray Liotta. That's not that far fetched. I guess it's not far fetched, but. I can see him playing James that kind Gandolfini of person, so but I, I can't see Ray Liotta being this Lear-like yeah, head, head of, a, of a big family. Yeah, yeah. He doesn't have like the grandness yeah. for presiding yeah. over a large right. family. Right. I, don't, I don't think. I don't think either. Um, he might. I just don't think. But I don't <laughs> think at that time he would have worked for it. But I can understand why they would have... Yes, because he him. had uh, he had marquee no, value certainly for over that Gandalf kind of movie. Yeah, yeah. absolutely, um, absolutely. So did do so in in Creed. Do they um, do they basically put Sly in the Burgess Meredith role? Yes, yeah, he's 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 the Mickey, and, and he makes the kid chase a chicken. Yeah, I think there was a chicken chasing. Okay, oh, I think there was. Oh yes. man, um, yeah. And punching, the, and punching the raw meat and the... Yeah, yeah. I don't think he was punching raw meat, but, okay. you, know, the, you know, it's like the kid's doing it. He's like, hey, it's part of it. you got to do it this way. This is what I'm telling you. This is the way it's going to work. And he's like still like putting rags in the blender. And... Uh, not quite that stuff, but they had their own variations that's right, yeah, of that's those right, things. You know, <laughs> can't, prom- can't promote that sort of uh, <laughs> <No>. <laughs> behavior these days. But um, uh, definitely... Uh, <clears throat> Uh, he definitely did chase chickens. That much was true. <laughs> uh, did they bring back Talia Shire? Did she mm. pop in as Adrian? Or did well, Adrian die? Series spoiler alert. Oh, no. Yeah. There's a oh. restaurant called Adrian's. I'll put it that way. He, that's what he's doing. Oh, he's like separate. He, no, she's dead. She's, she's dead. dead. She's completely dead. Wait, did she die in five? Or did she, she die in Rocky Balboa? I think she died in... She might have died in Rocky Balboa. I might have fallen asleep. It's been a while. But I, uh, the thing is... Here's I don't the know. Thing. A minute ago, you weren't 100% sure there was a chicken scene in the movie you saw a couple of weeks ago. No, no, there was. There was definitely uh, a chicken scene. Uh, this isn't the right thing. Is it over the top? Yeah. Oh, okay. And what's the kid's name? The kid's know. name is... No. Scroll down. Scroll up. Further, up, 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 down. Up. No, up, stop. Oh, uh, Robert Leggia just passed, didn't he? Yeah, he did. That's right. It's like eighty something. Yeah. Um, shit, the kid's not in it. No. That's crazy. No, see, full cast. He, he's in one of them. Yeah. <sighs> but he's not this far down on the list. Well, this is just this is just embarrassing. Well. Well, you you just have to click on Sly's bio. Yeah, I know. This is just. I'm feeling dirtier, dirtier. I know, I know, I know. <laughs> 
I, you know what? Although I just didn't, I just realized, yeah. and I didn't realize this before, when uh, we had over the top up that uh, that yeah. that was written by Sterling Siliphant. Sterling Siliphant is a screenwriter of some heavy duty seventies movies. Like I believe he wrote the Poseidon Adventure. And oh, really? Something else? Yeah. Like he would not expect him to do arm wrestling. <clears throat> wow. Right. Yeah. Well, everyone's got to pay the mortgage at some point. Um, yeah. I'm, nothing's jumping out at me here. No, there really isn't. What the hell? Has he just been erased from history? Is this like... <laughs> you know what? That might be... Uh, was it Sage? Yes, Sage. Sage. See, I said Chris. <laughs> I'm joking. I never would have Sage guessed. was in Rocky Five. Mm, I never would have And guessed. Daylight. Now, that I don't... I don't think I knew that at the time. No, I... Is that what killed him? No. I'm joking. I'm not a fan of Daylight. <laughs> yeah. No, no, no. That would be the box office. <laughs> right. Uh, okay, so... Uh, now our place in hell is assured for all the terribleness. But, um... So, yeah. Uh, Stallone is terrific in it, um, I think. And... You know, he just got a Critics Award. I can't remember whether it was in New York or L.A. or the really? National, National, whatever. Um, and I would say that that is warranted at Critics Award level. I, I can't imagine he'll end up getting... <clears throat> um, a real nomination? Yeah, some of the more serious ones. Maybe a Golden Globe. But then again, <clears throat> I mean, with, you know, the ten nominees that they... Yeah, that's now true. it's well, no, 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 but not in the acting category. They don't. Oh no, that. no, okay. no. That's just like I think that's just best picture. This would probably be a good time to let our audience know that I, I, I try to avoid the Academy Awards as much as possible. I, I wasn't fully aware of that, but then you know it later, don't you? Yeah, sort of. No. Okay. Ask me what won Best Picture two years ago. I. Uh, what one to best picture? Fuck if I know. Yeah. Here's the thing: you could have pretty much said anything, and I would have no. You know what I happen to know? Two years ago, it was Gravity, Gravity which I have strong feelings about. So I know that uh, it was that, and then last year it was Birdman. But I don't know what it was before Gravity. Yeah. No. I. <clears throat> so. Yeah. I mean, at some point, I stopped sort of like recording them in my head. Yes. What, but uh, I can got, remember once. Upon who got jipped out of what? And <clears throat> yes. You know. uh, I can remember a time though, boy, when you had all of that shit on tap. I never knew how you did it. Uh, Felicia Rashad plays the late, the widow, the widow Creed. Oh. Um, wow. So that was a little, uh, little weird. Uh, it's funny that they couldn't find. Anyone else? else? Yeah. Um, I would. I was gonna say, would, who's would, that guy? I always Aretha Franklin would have. Who's been the better. one who's? Hell, it sounds like this. He played rock. Oh no, well, this this is terrible because I just sound like. Uh, he's bald head, short. He had a TV series called Rock. He's a New York stage actor. Oh, um, Charles S. Dutton. Charles S. Dutton. Yeah, yeah. They you put him in a wig. He could have played Mrs. Creed. <laughs> Would have been more fun. Yeah, to right. Watch. Medea. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I love I love Charles S. Dutton, but and and I apologize for that horrible impression of him. I used to be able to do that better, but then again, I used to see more of him. Um, we all did. So my kids liked it a lot. What do they know? I looked over and saw my 17-year-old's face. It was all lit up ex- with excitement watching it. And, um, and, of course, my wife is always a... She just falls for 
She just gets so super invested in everything, you know. Uh, she can't, you know, to watch the commercial where the dog is chasing the, the covered wagon, making a reference from a TV commercial 30 yeah, years ago. Yeah, right, yeah. You know, but she'll get caught up in the drama of some ridiculous... <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Oh, wait a second. You talking about those old chuck wagon commercials? Yes, the little, wagon. little miniature horse and wagon? Yes, yes. The little miniature diner party yes. running across the kitchen floor yes. and the dog going after it? Okay. Google it, children. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so... <laughs> Uh, that was, that's sort of my take on it. I, I, you know, if, you, if, if people haven't seen it, I say it's worth going. If, if you flip in channels, you see it's on someday. You know, I'll, I'll, I, I, I will, I will, I, I will, I will publicly go on record yes. with this without shame. Yes. I actually kind of like Sylvester Stallone. Oh, I find I him, I, I find him, uh, 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 a likable and solid personality, okay. whatever he's doing. I mean, okay. not whatever. I mean, not like George right. Dredd. But um, <laughs> he got to draw the line. Yeah, but uh, no. But I, I always <laughs> felt like he, like that he was more capable than anyone ever really gave him credit for. Yeah, and I, I always, I always felt bad for him. I, but I feel like even he didn't give himself credit. Like he saw where the revenue stream was, and he went. That yeah, way. that is true. That is that is true. Um, because he could have done something different. Yeah. In fact, even when he reinvented himself and every other septuagenarian action star, they could have done the Expendables, but done it like, you know, Dirty Dozen or something. They could have done it sort of really gritty yeah. and, and, and said, forget all the popcorn. This is going to be serious stuff. No, but you then saw again, it? I, I think I saw one of them. I couldn't tell you which one it was. Okay. I have seen one of the expendable films in a theater, I think. Man. Man. Sometimes things happen. <laughs> no, no, sometimes, no. <laughs> These things sound like a regular occurrence. <laughs> oh, right. you saw Devil Wears Prada in the theater? Oh, that just happened. Yeah, right. So over the top in the theater, that just happened. I don't think yeah. I ever saw it. Uh. But in any case, um, now those were the two you wanted to hear about from my little list. Oh yeah, but what? I did have, I did have, I, I would be remiss if I didn't touch on Brooklyn. Okay. Which I sort of feel like we talked about before, but if you tell me we didn't, then I'm gonna. No, we didn't talk about it. Um, <clears throat> we talked about talking about it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> that at some point That's down the good. road we were going to talk about it. Um, I, it wasn't. A, no, never mind. I'll go back and see. I I, I plan to see it. It's okay. Getting oh, okay. terrific then, reviews. Then I won't, then I won't, yeah. Okay. I yeah. No. No. Go, don't spoil. I do I want to see that. It. All right. Uh, something tells me I did touch on it once before, but it doesn't matter. Um, I like it a lot. Um, okay. I was captivated by uh, Serge Ronan. Is that how you pronounce it? This is how I heard it pronounced in an interview with the writer. Okay. The writer was pronouncing it that way. We'll go with and him, her. British, okay, or he's uh, you know something. Yeah, no, because it's one of those crazy Irish names that never yeah, you look at it and gets you go, used. I don't know. Yeah, right. <laughs> um, uh, she herself is is uh, exquisitely charming in this and and captivating, and I just was charmed by the thing itself. It's not a giant, you know. Now, wasn't she? Wasn't she the girl in Atonement? I is, believe she was. Is yes. that her? Yes. Okay. Uh, she was in, I think it was called Hannah, was an action film she did, like a European type. Yeah, wasn't it a Luc Besson thing? Uh, probably. 
Listen, I, Luke Fasan and I go way back. And uh, yes, I know. Only... You know, one day we're going to have to do <laughs> an all Basan booster. Yes. Uh, booster. So... <laughs> <laughs> if it was Luke Fasan, it was produced by him. He's not listed as director or. Uh, wait, one more credit on him. Well, let's I mean, face it. If it was yes. a young woman with a gun, Luke Besson's probably involved. Well, that's just it. Here's the thing. Okay. i got to come down about Luke Besson. But if you look at his yeah. track record as a producer, it's so much better than when he actually gets into the writing oh, and the directing of it. we are going to have to have a Besson no. booster. Okay, why? Booster. Because, because I, I, have to, I have to stand up for what I just said? or No, because I... I, I already know that you have problems oh, with Luke Besson's it's movies, so, it's and so I full. sure don't. Oh, really? Okay. No, I. That's I, fine. I, okay. Now, let me also just say, I've not seen it's any fair. of the films that he has produced. Okay. Like I didn't see the, the the Transporters. Okay. I didn't see that. What was that? Lucy. That thing that you yes, came out. Yes. Yeah. yeah, I didn't see that. Okay. I but saw but that. but you're like you you you, you, you were okay, waiting for so me to name it. So no, what no, is it? What am I not I thinking think of? What is it? What? To, I don't know. Okay. Uh, I was still on on Hannah in my head, but it doesn't matter. Okay. So she, she was, was in that. She was in that, and she was. That's I think one of the first places I took serious notice of young Ms. Ronan, but she's also in that. Uh, oh, sure. And you saw that in the theater, right? Of course you did. <laughs> yes, Go ahead. I yeah. did. All right. Yeah. Keep okay. going. Uh, we'll just assume from now on, every movie you Grand, bring up, you saw in the theater. Pretty much. Unless... Grand Budapest Hotel she's in. Uh, oh. And a bunch of other stuff. She <laughs> works a lot. Lovely Bones. I'm sure I saw her in City of Ember, but I don't remember it. Oh, Lovely Bones. Oh, The Lovely Bones. <clears throat> yeah, okay. Yes. I thought you were calling her Lovely Bones. Like, that's your name for her. No, that is a little too creepy, even for me. Lovely Bones. No. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, there's another series of Luc Besson's films that I'm, I'm sure you have to have seen one of them, but let's not. Get well, no, 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 no. no we, right, well, well, how are we doing on time? Oh, uh, we're doing fine. It doesn't matter. It's 41 minutes. Okay. Uh, oh, I, I can't even believe I'm typing these words into the fucking thing. Oh. <laughs> All right. Look B. Look at that face. Yes. All right. So that's writer, but we want. Oh no! There's a Lucy taxi. two coming out. Don't hold taxi against him. Now time out. What? How can they be doing Lucy two? <clears throat> I was under the impression she uh, is no longer. I don't remember. How at it the ended. end of that film. I don't remember him at all. Um. So you see, you hate him, but yeah. you see his movies. Oh no! I I went. I see them now, despite the fact that he's involved. Uh-huh. Oh, well, the film Nikita. Well, yeah, All right. fil- yeah, no, no, no. So the French film, yeah, 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 I didn't bother. Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't bother with that Bridget Fonda shit. But, no, but you, I'm just saying, no, no, no. The Bridget, but then it becomes a whole TV series goes on forever. Uh, Leon the Professional, you've seen these movies, yeah. Again, movies he's directed, but yeah. He's, but I'm saying these are this. I'm looking at his list as a producer right now. Well, um, let's. But he's also directing right. those as well. Okay. All right. Let's not. Turn you, this you're into talking the about boost, like the whole. Boost here. So we want to look at ones that it's only yeah. produced. No, I want to see what it, what is the series that you're <clears throat> thinking of. I want to see it too. I don't know. Definitely um, not Taxi. Oh, Taken. Which you didn't. Oh, that's right. And no, I didn't see any of those. Okay, then I see. I knew there was one of them that was really big, and I thought you might have. Oh, I didn't realize he produced anyway. Columbiana also. 
Yeah, see, he. This is what I'm saying. I think he has a much more interesting profile as a producer. A producer? Oh yeah, sure. Because when I see Arthur three, I'm definitely. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, case closed. Oh, oh the logic police have collared me again. <laughs> oh. oh, you bastard! Yeah. Right, so fine. Um, I don't even know where we were talking about this. Oh, Brooklyn. She's just great in it, and uh, the supporting cast is very good. And uh, oh. Imelda Marcos? No. Imelda Marcos. That's not, that's not who it is. Uh, you're going to put her in the list of, of like <laughs> yeah, no, I will. keywords, right? Keywords, For, yeah. to, to hip this. So okay. Who's on, who am I thinking of here? Uh, Jim Broadbent. Yeah, he's very Broadbenty in it. Julie Walters is terrific. Oh, wow. And, and yeah, She's I haven't back. seen her in a very long time. And okay. It was nice to see her again. Isn't she educating Rita? Mm hmm. Yeah, I mean that's. I might as well be talking about the dog, the dog food commercial. <laughs> talking about educating Rita. I mean, it's that old a reference. Oh yeah, but no. that I Michael Caine doesn't theater. even remember doing. I it. didn't. I didn't see Educating Rita in a theater. I rented that on a VHS. On a on a VHS. I player. actually did see Educating Rita well, in the theater. I think you're a better person. I had rented the actual machine. This is back when I didn't even own a machine. When the the place around the corner would new video you. on Seventy Second Street. Yes. Yes. Uh, exactly. Uh, would rent a machine and a, and then you get the you'd rent a couple of movies too, but five bucks for the night or something. And as I recall, yeah. those were not um, state of the art lightweight machines. Weren't they like the old like top loading? I think they were kind of ugly, but I, I have this recollection it was almost like a suitcase. A suitcase, yeah, you're right. Yeah, you're right. You're yeah, right. yeah, yeah. Uh, wow, you remember that? That's got to be. Well, I worked there. 25 or 30 years ago. Oh, that yeah, was, okay. Well, we, we, yeah, but if we, you don't remember... We, we're, refer, we, we're, we're referencing uh, what was at the time New York's premier video store, New Video. Yes. They had five locations, one in the village, one on 72nd Street. And uh, I, I worked at two of them in the course of my college career. And I lived near the 72nd Street uh, I never location. waited on you as a customer. That is very strange. But uh, but you know who I did wait on as a, uh, over, up there? Quentin Tarantino. I don't know. Barry Williford. I'm sorry. I'm missing. Oh, no. It's giving me such a bail. No, no. Life. It's okay. No, I would have been, I would have been very su- surprised I if I would have been surprised. Barry Williford is uh, is a is a black character actor. You will most the thing you'll know him for most is yeah. <clears throat> in the Seinfeld episode where George is flirting with the woman in the photo shop. Yes, he's the other guy in the photo shop who <laughs> then thinks that George's risque photos were meant for him, and then he okay. does a yeah. All right, that is a very uh, long road to get to who he is. That's the best thing I'm going to remember him from. Uh, this coming is, from the man with the chuck wagon you know, reference. That's okay. True. And with uh, my list of credits are not quite as impressive as that. Uh. Um, but no. Uh, but here's the thing. I had one other one, but you don't want to hear about it, I guess. No, I do. Oh, no, well, you don't. It's legend. You could probably, yeah, I, I think it's safe enough. I, 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 I can probably do it. I without. know the story, so you're not going to okay. spoil anything. Right. <clears throat> yeah, if I tell you the one performance or another was good or not good. You know. mean Tom 1 versus Tom 2? <laughs> Tom 1 versus yeah. Tom 2, yes. That one performance over the other <sighs> performance? Was he better as one than he was <laughs> another? Well, funny oh. you should ask. So really? my understanding is he was offered uh, Ronald uh, Cray, mm. which was the, the more um, 
offbeat, almost like a character actor, supporting actor part. Huh. Of the two. Yeah. Um, and that he said, you know, his response to the writer-director was, I'll do it if I can do both. Hmm. <clears throat> um, and so I think there's a certain amount of, um, you know, prosthetics and stuff that they've put on him as Ronald versus... They're twins, but I don't think they're identical twins. I think they're fraternal twins. Um, so The first movie uh, that yeah. told this story had uh, they were played by fraternal twins okay so I think that's I think that's safe to uh, a safe interpretation on my part just based on how they looked that they weren't identical quite aside from how they behaved um so it was interesting to see him in those two different things and and I'm not quite sure why he would want to pay play both except to be able to show them off side by side I don't feel like the part of Reginald, which is the sort of flashier brother, was a stretch for him at all. I suspect it's probably because he wanted the challenge of having to quite switch possibly. off. Quite possibly, quite possibly. Within, you know, within a short span yeah. of production time. Yeah, it gives him a little more to do and so on and so forth. And he does, I think he does interesting work, like Locke, which I think you still haven't seen. Nope. You know, uh, he, he gets involved in some stuff that's just interesting from an execution point of view. Speaking of executions, no, sorry, I'm making a joke because they were mobsters. But, um, uh, uh. so to me, it's like I don't want to knock it. I have, I have a fair amount of respect for the project as a whole. Okay. Um, I think that they accomplished what they set out to do and maybe a little bit more than that. <clears throat> and that within the box of British crime thrillers or biopics of the last 20 years of the last 20 years they may be right at the top they may be in the top three hmm. in that little niche but when they sit on the same table the table is set and they're there with goodfellas and casino and these other things it's not the same game anymore they're way behind hmm. um, so they may be telling a true story uh, in quotation marks, but so was. So you're saying stylistically, they're. <clears throat> I'm saying not that, as that they have to. They they have flashy. produced. They've produced their film in the shadow of these other, of these other things. So you can see the influences of say something like Goodfellas. Uh, a, uh, it's not a strictly linear storyline, or it's kind of you know spanning years okay. and so on and so forth. Um, and so it's fairly episodic in the way that that one was. And just for the record, I don't know if you recall, but. When Goodfellas came out, I was the person in America that didn't like it. Um, I had a lot of trouble like with that kind of episodic storytelling. I've seen it many times since then on TV and wherever. Yeah, I, it's kind of grown on me a little bit. I and those performances are indelible that in that film. I mean, it's just. Yeah, I don't know. I'm I'm kind of with you. I I never really jumped on the that bandwagon as much as everyone right. else, and I don't think it is. I don't think it it is the classic gangster uh-huh film that everyone makes it out to be. So I sort of feel like this one definitely not casino. Is like a yeah, I didn't care for Ooh, casino uh-huh. in particular, but there's a certain amount of flash, there's a certain amount of way that's handled and we're talking about the same well, director. Well, Scorsese, and, yeah. You know, working with in some cases the same actors. Um, so I feel like this one legend was almost like the uh, younger brother of one of these other Huh. Uh, sort of more American, bigger films. Um, <clears throat> but very competently made. And 
he does a terrific job. I feel like when he's doing Reggie, the kind of sane brother, uh, he, uh, there were not only just the way he looks, but in some other ways, the way he plays sort of Paul Newman came to mind, Hmm. which is, that's fantastic company to be in. And then when he's the other brother, it's some kind of mix of early and later Brando. Oh, I and can I'm see like, that. Jesus Christ. It's like, you know, and to do both of those things and almost simultaneously, I mean, obviously he's not running around behind the couch and putting on a different wig and coming out the other side. Right. It's not stage. That would be great, though. I'd watch that. Um, and so, um, all in all, I would say go see it. And if you know the story, I didn't okay. know the story, so I had at least that to keep me interested. I think if I'd known the story, I'd have been... I'd have been kind of in trouble. Um, in, in much the way, same way, uh, I think Legend sort of hurt, is hurt by comparison, even though there's nothing overtly wrong with it in the sort of same way that uh, that Black Mass. Did we end up talking about Black Mass? I can't remember. No, because I haven't seen you it yet. You haven't seen it. Yeah. Could be seen to pale in comparison to some of these other movies you talked about, yeah. but also The Departed, which is a fictional, much more fictional thing, but... but I think Jack Nicholson in it is essentially playing Whitey Bulger. Yeah. So it it's you're not it's not new territory. Right. So then you 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 have to attack it, you have to do it, you have to do something else. Yeah. And rather than just sort of plow through the familiar territory. You're saying that um that Black Mass had had the extra work to having to do something different? Yes. You're saying that the departed No, I'm saying because... since the departed pre dated the film Black Mask right. that they trampled down the, they trampled through that daisy field and then, and then uh, I don't know where this is coming from and then when Black Mask comes along they're just going down the, the path in a way and we're like well we've, we've seen a lot of this already right. in, a, in a larger sense I mean even just the idea that there's one brother who's a criminal and then there's one brother who's a politician yeah hello it's 1920 calling it's 1930 calling I mean that conceit as a even in the real world but certainly in the right in the, in the, in some the sort of primal conflict yeah. that right yeah. exactly i mean that's ages old so if you know it's ages old and you have to then you have to go in and go how is this going to be relevant or meaningful or what are we gonna, how are we what are we going to take out of this they're you know uh, like uh like a crucible what are we going to burn that you know purify this is what's at the center you know yeah. none of that. so anyway um <clears throat> This was directed by uh, Brian, how do you pronounce his last name? Hel- Helgeland? Hel- I think it's Helgeland. Helgeland. Also uh, written by him, among others. Yeah, now you know his story, right? Well, he you, wrote you LA Confidential. Me. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He yeah. wrote. He, wrote says he adapted LA Confidential? Or is that, yes, that yes, was, yes, yes. He did adapt. Okay. Yes. Um, and he <laughs> wrote the Mel Gibson movie Payback, which is a remake of uh, Point Blank. Okay. Yes. Lee Marvin film. Okay. Um, and by all and by all accounts, um, he was fired from directing that by Mel. Yeah. Who, who brought in somebody? <laughs> yeah. To finish it the way Mel likes his movies done. Right. <laughs> I don't know who the somebody is, but okay. the scuttlebutt at the time yes. was Dick Donner. Oh. Okay. Oh. Because they'd done the Lethal Weapon. Oh, movie. sure, sure, so sure. It would make sense. He would write, yeah, call or even say, Dick Donner's uh, personal assistant. I mean, <laughs> Dick Donner's was, Dick. If it was part of the, uh, the that crowd, it could have right. sort of almost right. been anybody. Um, <clears throat> well, much. 
much as we are going to have a possibly going to have a Luke Fasan booster, I don't think we're ever going to have a Mel Gibson booster. Because <laughs> I think your feelings about Mel Gibson are much darker than my feelings about Luke Fasan. Uh, one booster would not be enough <laughs> would not to be cover. Enough to fill it. And I, I don't have the energy to defend him. Um, uh, not, nor probably the inclination to really defend him. Um, the rest of the cast is made up of, oh, you know what I want to say? Is made up of people who. Uh, weren't um, particularly recognizable to me. And nobody sort of stands out as, wow, that was... Well, I'm looking now, I see Emily Browning, I see Tara Fitzgerald, uh, Christopher Eccleston, who's... Uh, oh, yeah, yeah, Chris Eccleston, I'm sorry, yes, Chris Eccleston uh, is somebody who I... I like... Who I love. Yeah. I'm missing him here, I don't see him. No, it, he was just up there. Just up there? Oh, there you <laughs> go. Yeah, yeah. Um, he is currently on fantastic display in uh, the Le- leftovers, which is on on HBO, its second season on HBO, hmm. about you know this. this I don't have series. HBO. Okay, that's fair. Um, <clears throat> and it's again talk about uh, ground that has been covered before. <clears throat> Going back to season one, uh, one day in the history of America and the world, we wake up and a significant portion of the people are just gone. Hmm. You know, you turned around at your kitchen sink and your family had disappeared. Hmm. And so this is the life of a particular group of people in a particular town. Hmm. <clears throat> um, they are the leftovers. Or we, we as humanity are the ones that were sort of left over. So That's the best title they could have come up with uh, for listen, that. I'm not going to argue with it. <clears throat> um, first season was interesting and cool. Second season is uh, going to places. It's really terrific. Hmm. It's really terrific. Um, he plays like a... a priest or a minister or something so then hmm. you, you have issues of people who have faith and what do they do with this kind of thing that happens but it's a it's an absolutely riveting series but he's been a ton of stuff that's great mm-hmm. what do you like him from um he stuck out to me in uh two of danny boyle's movies he was in oh. shallow grave oh gosh i've seen that in years and he was in um not for very long but he was in 28 days later was you and mcgregor in shallow Great. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. That was that a follow up or predecessor? It was a predecessor to Train Spotting. That was that's correct. That was, I believe, Danny Boyle's first movie. Okay. Train Spotting was the second. Yeah, but I think the the creative team was yeah, exactly the, the same. Yeah, it, it was. Changed. Oh, yeah, was the, it? It the, was? Danny Boyle and the producer. <laughs> I can't remember his name and the screenwriter. The same okay. trio the did same Train trio. Spotting and a couple of others. A couple of others, and then it kind of broke up. Um, Shallow Grave. And what was the other one you said? Uh, Twenty eight days later, which, which I, I love. Really? Oh, yeah, I didn't. That movie you were about to say didn't like it. Yeah. I don't know. We're no, suckers I for zombies at my house. I didn't, I didn't dislike it. It just didn't do anything for me. To okay. tell you the truth, I thought Shaun of the Dead was a lot better. Shaun of the Dead is fantastic. Well, yeah. Yeah, we could go on and oh, on okay, with that. Okay, okay. All right. Uh, no, I mean, I don't, I'm not the, the Cornetto trilogy is not impenetrable for me, which is Shaun of the Dead, uh, uh, Fuzz, Hot Fuzz. And Simon? No. <laughs> Sorry. Wait, what, what trilogy was uh, this? Cornetto. Cornetto? Cornetto is, uh, is the, uh, the, the ice cream. It's a little ice cream that you buy at the store. You peel the top off and it's a little uh, ice cream cone. We buy them here. They're just not called Cornettos. In that first movie, he goes to the store. He gets a, when he's, yeah. he gets a Cornetto. Oh, so the Cornetto so, comes up again. In... It comes up again in, in uh, three different films. The last one being The End of the World, The End of the Earth. Oh, whatever that thing was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I think those, the second two films in that, tri- what they call a trilogy, 
Does, um, does Peg actually call them a trilogy? Yeah, no, it's a, a people who are followers of that. Oh, okay, group. okay. It's a thing. Um, they, uh, I lost my way. Doesn't matter. But Simon Pegg is awesome. And, uh, Shaun of the Dead versus 28 Days Later. Yeah, but Chris Eggleston, Chris Eggleston pops up uh, towards the end. He's the, uh, the, the army, the, the, the army guy who yes. goes off the deep end. Oh, okay, okay, yeah. Uh, he is, I just love him and have for, for many years. Uh, and then also, there was the other guy. Hold on, there was another actor. I was going to make this joke, and I, of course I've ruined it because I'm a complete lame No, no, no. Only, only because you announced that it was going to be a joke. No, so no, 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 no. Now it can't <laughs> now be funny. Now it can't be funny. No, it wasn't going to be funny anyway. Oh, well, we knew that, but... <laughs> I hate uh, you so much. When are you leaving? Um, uh, Wednesday. No, no, no. What's this? Uh, <laughs> Just about now. Yeah, right, right. <laughs> Boom. David Thewlis. Oh, yeah. Yeah, another yeah, where's he been really lately? interesting guy. Now, here's the thing. This was it. As I, I was watching this movie, and I'm like, oh, that's that guy. Or like, he's from that thing. I'm like, that's not that guy. And it's unlike this when I'm alone, too. I don't know, whatever. And I'm like, oh, my God, there's that other guy. And I was like, wait a minute. Those aren't the same guy? Hmm. So I almost, this was almost the point at which I realized that David Thewlis, who had a place in my brain, and Christopher Eccleston, who had a different place, occupied a different place in my brain, this was the, the movie, Legend was a movie, where well, I realized know, they weren't actually the same right. guy. Well, you know the Brits, you know, they, they all sound the same. Yeah, right. Uh, I remember him from Island of Dr. Moreau. That's where I think I first remember him from, that remake with Brando. You know, it's really funny that you mentioned that, because I had actually been thinking about that film the last couple of weeks specifically yeah the scene in the very beginning when uh, Val Kilmer stumbles onto the island and <laughs> he, he's suddenly surrounded by these half animal half people creatures he's just confused and whatnot and then Brando comes out and he like presses a button that sends a signal out and they all just drop on the ground right right, and right. And Val Kilmer just stands there and it's like he's about to cry <laughs> he's just like what the fuck is going on here I oh, talk about somebody. What happened to him? Al Kilmer. Mm. I liked him a lot when he was younger, but he just sort of went nuts. I don't know. Um, did you ever see this movie he did with Robert Downey Jr.? Yes, Kiss Kiss Bang Bang. Yeah. Yes, Shane Black. Uh, yeah, you see that? There's like, a booster. Yeah, yeah right. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Um, shit. Boosterical. Yes. Oh, damn, damn, damn. I was going to say something. Who were we just talking about? We were talking about uh, your boyfriend there. What's his name? Uh, Stop that. Well, uh, <laughs> David Thewlis? No. What, what the hell's going on? No, we were just. Uh, Simon Pegg? No. What? After that, 30 seconds ago. <laughs> what the fuck were we talking I don't about? Oh, uh, this is probably a sign for the show to uh, end. Probably. It is getting a little late. Yeah. But uh, in any case, I did enjoy that. No, I had that one question I wanted to ask. I wanted to Yes, that's a, right. Yeah, you did. You thing. did you we did. can do this from time to time if we want to. Okay. But, um, but can I interject one thing before yes. you ask the question? Yes. Just jumping back to Tom Hardy yes. for a moment. Um, I'm really looking forward to The Revenant. Yes, yes, yeah, we both are. We yeah. got to see that and talk about it before this oh, is all done. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So listen, we're okay. Well, but by the time people hear this, we'll yeah, yeah, we will we'll have seen it. Out. Yeah. So we don't. No need suspense, to that. anyone. <laughs> we loved it. Yeah. Um, so, all right. So here's this the is question. a podcast from the future. We loved it. Now we're back. Okay. okay so listen. Yeah. Here's my question. Question. Um, and it's not meant to be like put you on the spot and like in a bad way. All right. It just it 
I was going in through in my head a sort of a short list of films that all fit in a category, and I, and I wondered what yours okay. would be. So I'm going to ask you. Uh, Don't say ask me for the best of the year. No, 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 no. Okay, good. No, no, okay, no, okay. no, 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 no. Okay, good. Um, going back to like when you were young, and I want to say like under 10 or like under 12, before you started noticing breasts. Uh, <laughs> Which were the top five? <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> Who held I'm the just fun? saying, before girls became a preoccupation, and then that's sort of, you know, I don't know. What were the films that you remember from your young life as being things that sort of stay with you if you're flipping and you see, oh, wow, you have to watch it, or whatever it is, but specifically... With, with from without the sexual element, it doesn't. Uh, I, I was. Oh, well, I mean, without the element of, of like a sexual attraction to whoever's yeah, on the screen. Yeah, not, not even or... necessarily. I'm sorry, I even brought that into it. What I was really just saying is sort of your guilty pleasures from childhood, where like now you wouldn't necessarily go, yeah, that's a great movie, but you give it a, a free pass because when you saw it when you were eight, yeah. it was everything. Oh, I have to think about. And what that. I mean by the sex thing is like I saw all that jazz when I was 13, and there's breasts in it. So to me, that that doesn't count right. because now it's breasts and that throws all the. You the know. movie's just about breasts. <laughs> yeah, yeah, as far as you're concerned. Uh, That's a really good question. I have to think about that. I'm going to be hard pressed to think of movies I'd seen before, like I was eight or ten, okay. that weren't Disney movies. Right, but you can. None I of mean, which, that's allowed. Right, right, but okay. right, but none of them are going to follow through on the second half of that question, which is that I would be, I would feel compelled to keep uh, watching it now okay. just because of the sentimental or you, attachment. Or, but do you have a fondness for? But do you still have a fondness for them, whether you would want to sit and watch them again? Well, I, I mean, yeah, I mean, doesn't okay. every, but just but about every adult so then, in America okay. has a fondness for Disney. No, that's I mean, fine. That's, but so specifically, I mean, it's still, I listen. I think, okay. I think. Most uh, several of mine are Disney, but they're not necessarily the same Disney's that you're going to mention. In fact, I guarantee you they're not. In fact, they may not even be ones that people listening to us know as kind of Disney movies because they're off the Disney beaten path. I better make sure they're Disney. I've said this <laughs> six times. I'm look like such a um, I, wow, I really have to think about this. Um, I'm, I'm almost uh, more interested in guessing yours okay. than, than <laughs> figuring out mine. All right. Digging into the recesses of my brain. No, don't look over here. <laughs> so, well, just whatever. Okay, okay, okay. Hang on, hang on. Let me use this a thought Christ, here. Man. Just, just. That's not going to ask you who you voted for. Just settle yourself. All right, hold on now. Um, <sighs> that's not Disney at all. Really, that one. really, really. Huh. The problem for me is that yeah. I, 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 I watched adult movies at a very early age. Okay. Like it's pretty much once I was of TV watching age and conscious of it, I could always sort of intuit the difference between something made for television and a movie being shown on television. And yeah. I was always more interested in the movies. So okay. consequently I saw, and thanks to in New York, the four thirty movie, mm-hmm. I, you know, I watched uh, movies I never should have watched at age 10. You okay. know, no fourth grader should see deliverance, but I did. Right. Okay. Okay. Um, 
that's that's okay, that's okay. fair, and okay. that's fair. But I don't imagine you have a fondness. Okay, you know what? Every actually, time you hear a no, pig squeal, you get, a little, get no. a little misty. I have thought of one. I <laughs> okay, have thought good, of one actually. Good, good, good. Bugsy Malone. Oh, great! And you can't find that anywhere anymore. What do you mean? Is that available? Of course. Oh, you liar. Bugsy Malone. So, who do you got there? You got... Uh, well, this is little Scott Bale. Yeah, I was going to say. And little Jodie Foster. <laughs> Spelled it wrong. <laughs> yes, Jodie Foster and Scott Bale. Jodie Foster's in one of mine. That's going to narrow it way down. Tom Sawyer. Yes. You know why I got that? Why? Only because... You because you said, oh, it's not a Disney movie, right? So now right. I'm thinking, went, where did you go? Yeah, yeah. So no, I uh, when I said it out loud, I thought, well, that's a clue right there. And then when I said she's in one of mine, it was a, it was a giveaway. Uh, Jodie Foster, who else is in that? Where where's jo- Johnny Whitaker? Well, no, but it's got to be more than that. Oh, is Johnny Whitaker in that too? No, no, Tom no, Bugsy Sawyer. Malone. Oh, <laughs> I'm still on yours. Um, I'm still on yours. I don't recall call if anyone else is that's weird that you'd have that many kids and that very and few very of them, few of them went two on of them, two of them were famous when they did it and nobody else went on or three of them two i guess them. that's possible i do remember that the kid who played uh, the the mob boss was uh-huh. certainly good enough in that movie that you know he should have gone on or right. something but Alan Parker directed that. He sure did. Wow. Yep, before Midnight Express. <laughs> what? Well, just the swing from... Oh, yeah, yeah. He's had from a, the he's two of those. Oh, wow. Okay, so that was your one. That's great. And you see that playing on TV? <laughs> well, no. Well, this is what I'm saying is I haven't seen hide nor hair of that. On TV or elsewhere. Oh, that's what you mean by is it available? Years. I thought you meant like is it available on video? I'm like, of course it is. Well, but I uh, no, but I mean, okay. but uh, you, not okay. that you have to, not but, that it has to be, but I just mean right. I have thought about this movie before and not seen it, and I haven't actively tried too but hard movies, to find but, it. But 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 movies older than ten years don't get played on television anymore anyway. Yes, but my clock starts running not from ten years ago, but from twenty five years ago, when it would have only been. Ten years old. Never mind. I'm being too weird. Doesn't matter. Uh, you know what else doesn't play on TV? Tom Sawyer. An MGM picture. That was an MGM picture. But why did I think it was Disney? Well, because it was a musical, The Shermans. The Shermans. Uh, I realized the other day as I was going around singing all the songs from my childhood, which were from musicals, that those guys scored my childhood. Huh. That it turned out that all these different songs I was singing were Mary, by the same two guys. Because it was Chitty Chitty Bang Bang. Chitty Chitty Bang, Bang Bang, Mary Poppins. Did they do Bedknobs and Broomsticks? Is that even a musical? Uh, no. If they did, there's probably a song in it somewhere, but that's not one of the ones uh, for me. But um, So one of mine was... was I can't think of a, of a single song in Tom Sawyer except the, the song Tom Sawyer. I can't remember any of them. Well, sit back, son. I'm going to sing them for you. If an I was God, well, just for spite... I wouldn't set the sun at night till everyone was treated right by everyone else they see. Goes on from there. That was If and I Was God. It's a beautiful um, phrase. Uncouth, irreverent, and wild. That irresponsible child. I try to teach him, but who can reach him? He never can be found. Leaves his trash around. Just won't learn. And he just keeps turning away. That's the song you were referring to. Tom Sawyer. Sawyer. That Tom is turning me gray. 
Tarnation. He'll never learn to obey. I know them all. Wow. Um, <laughs> I can see the look in your eyes. You've no, because I, I, I couldn't. I couldn't give you one line right, from a song right. in Bugsy Malone. Well, we had the we had the soundtrack records, and so I heard the music over and over and, and over. over again. Yeah, sure. Um, uh, that was one of them, and I had another film, but I can't. And it was in that same kind of vein. That um, maybe Chitty Chitty Bang Bang, that kind of stuff. But um, but as we were talking, I thought of another one. Uh, Jim Henson's uh, the Jim Henson people uh, put out. The Dark Crystal? No, no, well, yeah, that is that is a, a product of theirs. But the thing I'm talking about is uh, <clears throat> this was somewhere in the in the wasteland. It was I think they were made for TV. They're about an hour long. I think there are two different. There might be a third one. One is the Frog Prince, and one is the Muppet Musicians of Bremen. These are whoa. We had this sound. We must have had the. Uh, soundtracks for these, the uh, the the musical soundtracks. Um, I've never heard no, no. of either. We had no, we, we had LPs that had the whole thing on it because I I used to be able to do like a thirty minute tell you a thirty minute story and of do the, all the voices uh -huh. okay. and sing the songs. Um, and uh, those things are hard to find. The last time I looked for them, uh, virtually impossible. Which is about fifteen years ago, probably just before you left. I was in like a, a CVS, the drugstore. And they had this bin of like you know five dollar movies. I looked right. down and it was the, it was the musicians of Bremen. It was the musicians of Bremen, uh, not the Muppet musicians. Yeah, no, the Muppet musicians of Bremen. Um, and I was like, oh my god! And I just bought it. I mean, I was so excited. I got have to get it transferred. And then I couldn't find uh, the Frog Prince. Kermit the Frog tells the story about having met this prince who came through the pond and it's none of it is said on Sesame Street or any of that. It's I'm not kind even... of amazed that they haven't uh... Well, maybe they have by now. I was looking yeah. with, I was finding them on VHS. This was uh, Laserdisc. This was just oh, before okay. this was just before um, <laughs> my wife my lovely wife as you know was working at uh, Warner Home Video uh, when it was Warner Home Video. Very, right. very not Warner Digital or Home Entertainment yeah, or whatever, whatever they is. call it now. And it was all about the VHS tapes. And, uh, oh, she used to, we didn't have HBO. She used to come home because she was in the international department and they would get the full season of The Sopranos so that someone could sit through and watch and decide whether or not it was going to be released in, in foreign markets. Oh, wow. And so she would bring home this bag when they were done with it and we would just, you know, because she had to bring it back before anyone noticed it was gone and we'd watch three or four episodes a night on VHS tape and then get it back over there. But... Uh, they were going back and forth about whether or not Warner Brothers was whether or not they were going to get involved in this DVD business and and blow all this money on something that who knows if it's ever going to be anything. And so she and I said, well, based on that, if, and Warner's at that point was saying, no, we're not going to do it. Uh, so based on that, we went ahead and bought the Laserdisc player. And then like three weeks later... Everything was DVDs, and you couldn't you couldn't find a laser disc anywhere on Earth. So um, yeah, you certainly couldn't find a player because you bought the last one. Yeah, right. <laughs> Made that salesman's day. So uh, yeah, exactly. Uh, somebody did buy it off me eventually. Um, Actually, I think I would probably I would, I would probably add the Muppet movie. Yeah. To, oh, to yeah, Bugsy yeah, yeah. Malone. Okay, that's cool. I'd watch that anytime that's if that cool. came on. Right. That's just sweet and endearing and right. 
I know I had another one, but it was along the same lines as uh, as Tom Sawyer. I'm thinking that I have another one that's more along the lines of like a a live action film that wasn't not for kids, but right. wasn't really for kids. Yeah. Like a la Paper Moon, but not Paper Moon oh. because that's excellent and that doesn't yes. need any. <laughs> There's nothing, no need to be guilty. Right. There's There's no no guilt. It's a guilt free movie. Oh my God, I love that movie so much. Okay, all right, all right. He's swooning everybody. I I I I gotta get my kids to watch that. They won't watch anything with me anymore. You know, the Ghostbusters was a hit, and then there was enough flops with them. Well, it sounds to me like all they have to do is just put it in a theater and you'll be down there with your 17-year-old before the sun goes down. Maybe I could drag him in there. Listen, this is going on for way too long for not only for us, but for our our kind and lovely listeners. We'd like to thank you for uh, keeping us going. Listen, what I want to say, if you haven't heard me say it before, is... uh, Well, first of all, thanks for listening. Second of all, if if you're getting us on iTunes... Jump in there and, and give us a rating, uh, good, bad, or otherwise. We'd like to know you're out there and see the see the the needle move a little bit. Uh, leave a message there. Uh, you know, leave a review. Let other people know what you think. Yeah. Um, get a conversation going. Uh, you can uh, find us also on Facebook. We have a Facebook page, and there will be links in the uh, program notes for for that. And um, and we will probably even maybe put some extra material on the Facebook page. In the Facebook page, and we're also we're also gonna be uh, building our infrastructure as we go. There'll be a regular uh, uh, you know HollywoodRx.net uh, website, yeah. so there might be some additional material there that's uh, that's different. So get in get in there on the Facebook and talk to each other about this stuff too. Let us know that it's worthwhile. That yeah, this is that we're going in the right direction. Yeah, or with like this. don't do this anymore, do that, whatever it is uh thank you again for listening i'm assuming this is going to come out very near the end of the year so i want to say happy new year to everyone and to you sir likewise uh, put it there it's good to see you if you haven't yes. guessed yet we're in the same space doing this which is a little different for us and uh quite enjoyable yes indeed just like old times <laughs> seriously without the uh, microphone and right laptop right. And exactly uh well the doctors are over and out thanks again 